Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Life is Mile podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Brian. And I'm your other host. I am Sterling. Brian, how are you doing? Good, sir. You know, uh, I'm out here. I'm parenting. I'm out here being a good parent. You know, <laughs> you know, you know. Three going on four year olds are uh, they're an interesting bunch. <laughs> Boy, they're I tell the, you, they're the worst. <laughs> I love him dearly, but they my God, <laughs> he will uh, he will try your patience. Oh my God, it's like they always talk. They'll be like terrible twos, and nobody I know is like everyone is just like two is fine. Three is the hardest and it's like they become people but they can't express anything (laughs) so they're still like babies but they have all these feelings and opinions and they're just nightmares they're teenagers oh yeah i'm like i want to call you a dick but i can't call you a dick because (laughs) you're just learning how to deal with things i get it but buddy oh buddy they're fucking assholes (laughs) (laughs) buddy I just, I was like, if you didn't come from my own loins, I would, I would have some things to say about you. (laughs) Oh yes. I am familiar. (laughs) I am familiar. How are you? You know, I'm good. I had a very like normal weekend because on Friday I went to a bar. Uh, I know. So we, my team at work we're all fully vaccinated. So we decided to get together and do a team meeting in person and had lunch. And my bosses put together a scavenger hunt, which I, I love scavenger hunts like so much. So I was like, I'm all in. Um, and then we went to a bar near work. That's very like, it's usually pretty empty. Um, and we went early and so it was nice though, just kind of, we had this room to ourselves and did that and then Saturday we had dinner with Liz and Dime because they're fully vaccinated and then did the whole Easter thing with my in-laws because they're all vaccinated so it was busy like I was tired from doing stuff it was great (laughs) I felt normal again it felt really good to just be out and not stressed and anxious and actually get to hug people again it's wonderful Yes, uh, next Monday, I get my second dose. Um, Carrie gets hers as of this recording. She will get hers tomorrow. So Your first or her second? Her first. Okay. Somehow, I was able to just jump the line, apparently, of everybody. Because I got before Carrie, before my father-in-law even. So I was like, well, got to do it got to do it when when you have a chance just just do it that's that's how i feel <laughs> i literally signed up for every meyer pharmacy within like my uh like immediate driving area like mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i signed up at four of them and one of them just like called me one day i was like yes this yes. is happening we'll do this it's awesome oh god i, I like can't it. wait so I'm nice. going to hug the shit out of everybody who hears my voice. Don't think I forgot. <laughs> Go get these hugs. It's happening. TikTok.
Sterling, what is what's going on on the Twitters? Well, one of my favorite things is happening. I am so excited about this. There is a new movie coming out this summer called At Zola. Now, for those of you who do not know this story, it is wild. So in 2015, Zola, who's a stripper, whose real name is like Azia or Azia Wells, um, had this whole Twitter thread that she posted about this like just bonkers trip she took to Florida um, with people she didn't know. So she met this woman at like a Hooters and was like, and they became friends and they, the friend was like, girl, I know this like club in Florida where we can make bank stripping. Right. (laughs) So she's like, I'm down, gets in the car with like her and two other people that she's never met. They drive to Florida. Then it like, when the Zola girl shows up, there's this like dude who's ends up being a pimp. They like, they're asked to do like sex work stuff and not just strip. Um, there's like a kidnapping, there's a shooting, there's an attempted suicide, like from jumping from a balcony. It is, it's, I think the thread was like a hundred and four or like 48 tweets or something like that. It was really long. And that's when you could only have like, you didn't get 200 characters in Twitter. So oh, like, yeah. it was just why I remember sitting at work reading this and like my boss or somebody comes in and they're like, Hey, can you do this thing? I was like, no, no, <laughs> you need to read this Twitter thread. This is wild. And it blew up and people were like, this needs to be a movie. Well, it's coming out this summer and I am so pumped about it and it's already gotten pretty decent reviews for the people who've seen it because i forget where it premiered or whatever but i'm pumped that was that's a big one for me i've been waiting for this for so long i remember when this happened like as it was going on because it was actually 148 tweets 148 tweets yes um and this was what 2015 i believe mm-hmm. when it all went down and i was just up late one night scrolling the twitters watching tv as i am want to do and everybody i knew was just like tweeting about like all oh, these shit this story is nuts this story is nuts i might have stayed up until like two o'clock like reading every single tweet from this thread because i was like this is the most cuckoo bananas thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I was like, this has to be a movie. And then she had like pictures and receipts to show like, no, 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 no. This happened. This happened. I was here. Like, as you can see, like she had a paper trail. I was like, holy fuck balls. (laughs) Like, this is amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. Cause it's just like, it's one of those things where there's this whole other, you know, there's everybody lives all these different lives. And so, you know, we just usually surround ourselves with people who live similar lives to us. So anything that's like, you know, I don't, I don't know anybody who's openly a stripper in my life or openly does sex work stuff. Um, So it's, there's all this stuff that's happening. And I was like, this is just a world that I didn't realize I mean I knew it existed but to have her just write it out 
like from the moment they met to when everything just blew up I was like I've never heard something like like this before and it was just wild like the whole time I was like is it real and you're right she had all the receipts like it was just nope this happened here's this I even went back recently to see like kind of what's what like what was going on and she you know the other the other girl is like married and has like kids or something now and you're just like what this is wild <laughs> like you did this wild shit in florida with these strangers like oh so when that movie comes out I oh mean, i'm i'm seeing it and when i was most in, i was like damn this zola chick is a better storyteller than like most of the people that are like these acclaimed filmmakers like yes i'd rather like see this movie based off her twitter thread than anything like m night Shyamalan has yes. out <laughs> exactly oh i want to see I no damn remember. warner herzog movie give me something from zola i want zola's stories it's amazing i'm oh it had so many good lines like yes. lost in the sauce i was yes. like oh bars <laughs> so oh good. that girl had some bars oh, it's so good it's for listeners like before you see the movie you should go find the twitter thread it's everywhere you can like just look it up and read the whole thing it is bananas it's so entertaining and just wild and the fact that it really happened blows my mind just blows my mind and also of course it happened in florida of, of course, course. <laughs> well where else would it happen <laughs> so what else is going on out there in the twitter sphere if you will twitter sphere uh conservative world christian world they're all coming together to form a a homophobic Voltron against Lil Nas X because he uh, he dared listen to years of church telling him he was going to go to hell. And yep. then he made a video about going to hell. Going to hell. Yep. So first of all, I'm all about this. Uh, I'll, I, I'm just a big supporter of him and his work. <laughs> but I was reading all these Twitter takes and stuff on this and... Um, I found one. I'm going to read the whole thing to you. It's a thread, but it's perfect. This woman is perfect. Her name is Amani Barberin. Uh, she is a person uh, living with a disability. She talks about it all the time. And she wrote this long thread and she said, I keep thinking about Lil Nas X's video and how his journey to hell is actually more accessible to me than many Christians idea of getting into heaven. He slid down a pole to hell rather than take the steps to heaven. It's an excellent metaphor for disability and faith. Many people know with good reason. I've spent my life being told by complete strangers that either a, if I actually had the right amount of faith, I wouldn't be disabled B my disability was a direct result of sin and see, I would be healed and perfect once I got into heaven. None of that sat right with me, but it's what I had always been told. I used to work for a religious organization and one day the subject of heaven came up and being the sarcastic ass that I am, I made a flippant comment about how heaven is where I really will be able to run or some such nonsense. Everyone laughed except for one man who sat quiet. Everyone filtered out of the room. Who told you that, he asked. Everyone, I replied. He shook his head and said, 
You were made in the image of God as you are, not as man wants you to be. In heaven, you would be the most perfect version of yourself as God designed you, not as man imagines. Thou was shooketh. My entire life, I was told that my only path towards heaven was through the transformation of a piece of myself that is fundamental to who I am. I could never be in God's presence as I am. I had been lied to. This is the entire point of call me by your name. Lil Nas X basically turned the church's words against them and said, if heaven is only accepting according to the discriminatory vision of man, then off to hell I go because I would rather be accepted for who I am than compromise myself for the conditional acceptance of Christians. And that's why that video makes me grin every time a Christian loses their shit over it. Well, now I am she, <laughs> she captured it perfectly. Cause I kept like getting so frustrated where I was like, but everybody said like, well, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell because you're gay and blah, 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 blah. And he just said, fuck it. Then I'll go to hell because if the devil is accepting of who I am completely, then that's where I want to be because our, you know, so much of these things make up our identity. We're not just one thing. We're so much. And if we're made in the image of God, then all of those things are God-like, right? So then why are we being shunned? It's all this man-made bullshit. So I just like her, that thread, I was just like, yes, please. I can't wait to talk about this. I want to share this with the world because it captured it perfectly. Uh, I will have to have you uh, text me her handle so I can follow her because that was fantastic. And also um, the whole, um, you know, God made you in his image. So you're, you know, basically you're perfect as is. Uh, That was something I hadn't even like, thought about like as it pertains to like you know the disabled like because growing Mm -hmm. up you always hear like oh you know when a person who's like disabled passes away they're like oh they're standing next to Jesus now and they're blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah and like I I just had never even really considered it like right wow brain blown also um, I know (laughs) that's that's good as hell (laughs) Um, okay. Also, uh, yeah, Lil Nas X. Uh, I I just love that kid so much. He's so <laughs> he, he's so dope. He's so funny. He gets he gets the internet like so well. Like I yeah. <laughs> he posed uh, for some magazine, and it was just like this, you know, over the top like costume he had on kind of deal. Um, and some rapper was like. You see, this right here is gonna make people gay. And Lil Nas X <laughs> replied, like, nigga, I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed probably for about 25 minutes because, like, how could he respond to that? Like, there's nothing yeah. he can do to respond to that. And I don't know if you've seen the episode of The Shop where he's on there. Um, no. Oh, it, it's a really good episode. I would recommend it. Um, Kevin Hart is on there and he's doing that thing where he was, well, basically, oh, I don't know what what, what you're talking about with this the homophobic blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't notice anything, any homophobia in like, you know, basically black spaces. And he mm-hmm. was like, we're sitting in a homophobic place. Like the barber shop is yeah. a homophobic place. Like, yeah. It's a great place, but 
it's homophobic. Like if you are gay, like you probably aren't gonna be comfortable with what's being said there. You know, right. now that I'm older, I realize like, man, I was around some toxic ass stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. just him like being able to articulate like in that space, like he's around like LeBron James and Kevin Hart, all these like bigger names than him at the time. And he's like, this is what it is, man. And ever since then, I've been like, man, this guy, he gets it. He gets and I it. Just, great. Like he'll always have a fan in me. Granted, his music, may, it's not really for me, but. Right. <laughs> right. We're like a little old, but I'm like proud of him. I have like the mama pride where I'm just like, oh, baby, your music's so good. I'm so proud of you. Like, I don't really get it, but that don't matter. It's not for me. Like, I don't care. I'm just I like. I mean, like, look, I'll, I'll retweet his you know, video links and all. I'm like, you know, look at my little cousin, little Nas yeah, X. Exactly. He, got, he out there doing it, man. Doing I'm it. proud of him. So proud. I'm so proud of him. And the fact that it makes haters mad. Oh my God. I love it even more. Like with, oh, the, absolutely. Absolutely. with the Satan shoe. Like, <laughs> did you see what he re- replied with? He made the Chick-fil-A shoe. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh, I love amazing. it. I love amazing. it. Oh, well, last night, I don't know if you, well, as of this recording, I should say, I keep forgetting that, you know, we, we released this a couple of days couple after, of days later. <laughs> yeah, but this past Sunday, I'll say that, there was a versus, and if the people listening aren't, you know, well-versed in the verses, <laughs> dad joke, uh, <laughs> you get two musical acts, and they go head to head and play their best songs, basically. Last night was Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley Brothers. Mm-hmm. And buddy, let me tell you, Uncle Cello was popping last night. It was fantastic. <laughs> and it, it, it looked like, it was, I, you know what? Full disclosure, I've never watched a versus. Yeah, now, I, <laughs> I follow it on Twitter when it's happening. So I feel like I've watched it, but I've never watched one. Well, there's somebody um, that always records it and just like puts the whole thing on YouTube. So like, I'll I'll catch it on sometimes on the Instagram, but most of the time I go back and, you know, watch it, uh, watch the replay. But last night I'm laying on the couch, killing time. And I'm like, I'm gonna watch this. And boy, I tell you, that was a fun ass time. Okay. Ron Isley. I'm convinced that he can steal any woman that he wanted to, most men as well. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know what that brother's name is from Earth, Wind, and Fire, but that man is luxury personified. I mean, <laughs> since I was two years old, I feel like he has had his hair pressed oh, and yeah. not a single hair out of place yeah. ever. I mean, he's bouncing around playing the bass. And his hair is just like flowing, just perfect. All of that to say, Sterling, do you have any music acts that you would like to see do a versus? Well, so I wrote down three. Now, one of them, absolutely, 100%, I want to see it next week. Um, one of them would be like if it took place in the 90s. And then the other one kind of just for my mom. So, and that's a random one. Uh, the first one would have to be, and this, this, I am a big fan of hers and everybody who knows me knows this. 
Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears. <laughs> Like, I don't understand why this hasn't happened yet because people our age, young ladies, primarily young ladies, I would say not necessarily would love it, right? Um, I love Christina Aguilera. Um, I now love Britney Spears. I was never like a big Britney Spears fan at all, but now I'm like free Britney. I'm all about this. So I would love that. My second one, and this is the more like if it took place in the 90s, more so than now, but I would still appreciate it would be TLC and En Vogue. I think those would be a good one. And then this one's for my mom because she's in love with him. <laughs> Ricky Martin and Mark Anthony. <laughs> my mom loves Ricky Martin. So, and I was really? like, they really kind of blew up at the same time, you know, I think they would have some songs that we would all be like, oh, that's right. That was a good song. Like that was a fun song that one summer. So I think those would be good ones. Who are yours? Okay. So like you, I have one for JD. Yes. So for my mom, I would like to see Frankie Beverly and Mays go up against the OJs because okay. fun fact, my mother would probably throw me overboard if she had a chance to have lunch with Frankie Beverly. Like she <laughs> fucking loves Frankie Beverly. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that uh, Eddie Levert also is on my mom's can't get it list. Yep. So yeah, I think uh, I'd like to see Frankie Beverly and Mays versus the OJs. The next one, Buster Rhymes and Missy Elliott. <gasps> Ooh, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Ooh. Because I was like, who can we email to make this happen? Because I, I think I, I think we did it. I, I, I think we've done it. I think we found the perfect matchup. Like, I think so. I just love Missy. So first off, her on Twitter, she is just a beacon of positivity. If you are having a bad day, just go peruse Missy Elliott's timeline and get you some of that sunshine. Because, yeah. oh, goddamn, she's great. Also, her her music is, it aged well. It has. I, oh my God, I love her. That, oh, she, yes. Yep. I was listening to The Rain the other day and I was like, this could get released today. Okay. I think that's it. That's like always been her stuff where it's like, you can listen to, I mean, when did that come out? Were we in high school? I think we were younger than high school. I want to say we were like, me and Latoya were in seventh grade. Yeah, I was gonna say like seventh or eighth grade, and I listened to it in high school and then college and then after college, and I was like, this still is just this still is amazing. The whole album. Oh God, really yes. Good. It. I mean, yeah, her whole catalog is just mm -hmm. like I said, just timeless. And Buster Rhymes. I would say, aside from his newer stuff, because it's, again, not for me. Yeah. But still technically good. Um, yeah. But yeah, his first, like, four albums. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, wee, I'd put that up against anybody. Um, and finally, I would like to see Big Boy of Outkast go up against Scarface. Okay, okay. I like I, it. I grew up in the South, so, yeah. you know, a lot of outcasts, a lot of Scarface, like, yeah. 
I didn't really get into Jay-Z and the and Biggie and Tupac and all that until I moved to Chicago and got in high school and all that. And so yeah, growing up, it was like outcast. Yeah. Ghetto boys. Like that's what we that's what we was listening to. So yeah, I think that's and also I just I just love Big Boy and I love Outcast. I feel like they're just like Missy. They were so far ahead of their time Absolutely. that their first albums sound like it could get released today. Yep. Absolutely. Excellent ones. Excellent yeah. choices. I, I I literally sat there and slaved away thinking about this today because I was super bored. So I was like, I gotta have some good ones. <laughs> gotta have some good ones. Uh and another. I guess another Twitter uh, thing that had me thinking. So there was this meme a while ago showing like the, the uh, I guess, stated villain in a movie and who you thought the actual villain in a movie was. And so- I like this one. Who are some of your unexpected villains of movies, TV shows, whatever? So I got two, I got two here. So the first one is actually a pretty popular one. Um, and it's from The Devil Wears Prada. So the, the movie villain is Miranda Priestly, who's played by Meryl Streep. The actual villain is Anne Hathaway's boyfriend, Nate, played by Adrian Grenier or whatever from Entourage. <laughs> now, if you watch this movie, this fucker, like... She gets this dope-ass job. It is very demanding, okay? But she's working her way up. She's doing it. She doesn't really fit in, whatever, but she's trying her best because it's a big deal. It's like, you know, working for Vogue, essentially. And being the executive assistant to the editor-in-chief, right? Like, this is a big deal. And her friends, especially her boyfriend, Nate, make her feel like crap about it. And they give her such a hard time. And he gives her, like, these ultimatums and all this shit. And it's like you're a crap boyfriend and then she's supposed to like give all this up so he can go be like some chef somewhere or whatever and it was just this no he's not supportive he's complaining the whole time she's getting him like free goodie bags and shit like that and she gets to travel and do all this fun stuff and instead of just being like this is awesome and I have an awesome girlfriend who's kicking ass and taking names he complains and bitches and moans the entire time he is the real villain of that movie. The second one <laughs> um, is Sex in the City. Now, again, for listeners, they know that I've watched Sex in the City a million times. I was a big fan. When that new show comes out, I'm definitely going to watch it, even though I'm going to hate on it the whole time. Um, Big was supposed to be like kind of the villain, but it's really Carrie is the villain. She is the actual villain. And I say this because Big from day one is very clear about what he wants and doesn't want, what he's looking for, what he's not looking for. He was just like, and yes, he didn't go somewhere after he said he wasn't going to get married and got married or whatever. But like throughout the series, he is very clear and I'm just like, why do you keep hanging on? And, and she's actually kind of a terrible person. She's too old to act the way she acts. Like that's the other thing as I've gotten older and now I am in their age range when the show was on, like, you know, aired, I'll just be like, you are 35. You should not be acting like this. Just tell people what you want. Stop complaining. Stop 
pretending to be something or trying to make people into what they're not when you're not doing so hot yourself it makes me crazy anyway (laughs) harry is the actual villain big is not what are your choices okay so i have a few here um this first one you'll dig um the harry potter movies which i have not seen but given her recent history um the the stated villain voldemort yes the actual villain is jk rowling (laughs) (laughs) this transphobic bitch (laughs) like let's go ahead and get that out the way all she has has to do is just shut up and sit there and just collect a check and she'll just come out of nowhere out of left field like hi guys it's me jk rowling have a great tuesday also, trans women aren't women. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, what are you doing? Like, worst, the, the worst. What the like, hell was like, that? Keeps digging her heels in with it. And I'm like, please stop. You're making all of us hate Harry Potter now. And it was, it's a wonderful series. Like, <laughs> and it makes me, I'm, I hate you. You horrible, horrible woman. You're ruining something beautiful for my friends here. Right? Even though it's not for me. I, I still feel for you all because good lord she is she's big trash such trash now here's one that is off the wall so bear with me okay. uh, in the movie uh, I believe it was bring it on yes Gabrielle Union is portrayed as the villain she ain't the villain and Kirsten Dunst yes who I'm like, wait a minute, what kind of, I remember watching this way back when, and I'm like, what kind of bizarro world is this? That girl just had her whole routine jacked. Yep. Step for step. And we're going to treat her like she's the bad guy? I'd be pissed too. I'd be mad too. We're not going to be friends if you steal my work and then get rewarded for it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Gabrielle Union should not have been the villain portrayed as the villain at all yeah no Kristen Dunst was that bitch at work uh that steals your work <laughs> and then like sends out the congratulatory email about what good work we all did no yeah. I did the work you shut I up I created all of this this is me <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one and that's finally Anybody who has heard me talk for more than five minutes will will know exactly uh, my feelings on this character. In the movie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, everybody acts like Slugsworth is the villain. No. No. It's Grandpa Goddamn Joe. (laughs) This motherfucker laying in bed. This fucking leech is laying in his daughter's bed with three other adults. And then as soon as the opportunity for his daughter to get a one day respite away from the world of boiled cabbage and utter squalor, he jumps up out of bed and offers to take Charlie to the chocolate factory. I'm like, oh no, you invalid old bastard. You better get your dirty ass back in that bed. Your family is living in extreme poverty. You could walk this whole time and your ass couldn't go get a job to help your family out. You're a piece of shit. Grandpa Joe's a piece of shit. You might not be able to work. You can at least clean the house up. Sweep. Something. 
boil the cabbage, something. Do something. That that poor woman was overworked. And he's just laying in bed. Eh, eh. Charlie walks in. Hey, I won a contest. Grandpa Joe's up doing the Harlem Shake. And I'm like, what what are you doing? (laughs) I hate that movie. I hate that movie. I just want everybody to know I hate Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I saw a meme about a couple leaving the uh, the Chocolate Factory, like, and it's quiet on the ride home, and all of a sudden the wife goes, "There are a lot of deaths," and the husband interrupts. He's like, "A lot, a lot of deaths." <laughs> I was dying. I was like, "That's exactly right." hate that movie. I remember like being in like fourth, fifth grade or something watching them like at the end like so Augustus is just dead? Right or like uh, Veruca Salt or whatever and I was like so she's just burned alive or something? I was like this and everybody's just okay with this. Everybody just seems totally fine with this. So we're just murdering children because they might be bratty. Got it. Got it. Current events. The world still seems to be a little bit of a dumpster fire these days. Uh, However, this did bring me joy. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) I think I I definitely texted something like, won't he do it? (laughs) Matt Gates, everybody's favorite piece of shit, uh, is in trouble. He is in big trouble. So the New York Times first disclosed that he was being investigated by the Justice Department for allegedly having sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl and paying for her to cross state lines, which of course is sex trafficking. He was also one of the, he was the lone voter who was against the like sex trafficking laws that had come out. So I was like, well, this isn't playing well into your history and your story. Um, The investigation started under Barr, under the Trump administration. Um, And then that then led to the indictment of Gates's friend, Joel Greenberg, who's a Florida politician, who was some tax collector, um, but he was charged with a bunch of stuff such as stalking, fraud, I'm sorry, it's not funny, stalking, fraud, bribery, embezzlement, identity theft, forgery, and sex trafficking, and he is homies with Matt Matt Gates. Um, And he also, Matt Gates now is being investigated for showing pictures or doing the point system with uh, members of Congress on who could sleep with and show proof of sleeping with uh, interns, aides, and others um, in DC. They are also investigating his cash app and like Apple Pay apps and things like that to see if there have been payments for all of these things that have been going on. And I think, I think that is it. But Lord help me, I, my father-in-law and I were talking (laughs) on Sunday about it and he was like, it makes me so happy. And I was like, yo, me too. (laughs) I was like, I just, I want to see, I just want to see him I just want all of it to just happen to him. He is such a piece of shit. And here's the thing with Matt Gates: since the first time I saw him, 
I was like, this dude's a piece of shit, right? Like he's frat boy garbage. So all the stuff that's coming out is not surprising to me at all. I was like, he's clearly done all of these things. He's definitely, he is that guy at a party that you're like, don't talk to him. Like we would all, me and the ladies would be like, don't talk to that piece of shit because he'll definitely roofie your drink. That's Matt Gates. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, the first time I saw this guy's face, I was like, okay, one of two things. One, he has one of the most punchable faces in all of Washington, D.C. Yeah, in like, all the it, land. It's it's right up there with Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz. Absolutely. I mean, it's got just a big target right here. Mm-hmm. And to the FBI agent uh, listening to this podcast, uh, I am not advocating punching or slapping Matt Gates. I'm just Lindsay. saying his face makes you want. Want to punch. We are it. not going to inflict any harm on any elected official, yeah. FBI NSA people. Thank not, you. Phys- not physical harm because yeah. I will roast the hell out of this square-faced yeah. bastard. <laughs> I'll okay. troll those bitches all day, but. And the, here's when he got in with those like QAnon people, mm-hmm. it's like, that's when I knew I was like, yeah, see, he's hiding something. Absolutely. And the QAnon people are all about, they claim to be about stopping sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Nobody had, none of the QAnon folks were like, hey, why'd you vote against that sex trafficking bill? Exactly. In fact, they've rallied behind him over this because shocker, that shit ain't about sex trafficking. No, No. I hate QAnon. I hate QAnon so much because it's so inconsistent and it makes, (laughs) like, there's other reasons why I hate them, but the inconsistencies, it like, it's so frustrating with me, for me, because I'm just like, you see it, right? Come on, everybody, please. You have to be better than this. Like there was a customer uh, at work that bought a um, bought a truck from one of my coworkers and he was one of those QAnon people. And just hearing him talk, it was like giving me anxiety. Like I had to go outside, like, because I can't say anything to this customer, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to shake him and be like, there's no way that Hillary Clinton and Tom Hanks and all these celebrities are running a sex ring out of a pizza parlor in yeah. Washington, D.C. Like, say it out loud. Say it out loud. Say it so out loud. Hear how ridiculous it is because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, where they but, like feel like we're eating babies. It's like a, that was like a big trend where it's like, yeah. oh, they're eating babies. And I was like, do you hear it? You hear say it, it out loud. Right? Say it out loud. And I'm like, that. They went to the pizza parlor that this Q person said, and there's no fucking basement. I'm like, that right there alone, like that should- That that should have been the end of it. Or is it a magic basement? Quit changing the rules. Like- All the time. Just say I'm a racist. Just say I want to be racist and homophobic and transphobic and sexist. Like- I would, I would have like a little bit more respect for you. Like, that's the thing. It's, I just want you to just put all your garbage out there. So I know exactly where you stand. Don't try to hide it behind all this other crap. Like, just say it. You're a racist asshole. Yeah, you just hate- stand, stand on your hated hatred yes. and your principles. That's if your it. principles are hatred, then stand on that shit. Stand on that then be fine. That's it. That's all we're asking. We're not even telling you to change. We're yeah. just saying just be honest with it the bar is so damn low for like straight white dudes i'm like just 
just tell don't don't lie to me about who you yeah. are that's yeah. it that's, that's it. it don't if you're racist just be racist because i'm 37 years old about to be 38 and i'm tired of trying to decipher this shit okay yeah. like that right now i just assume everybody is that's that <laughs> is the my, only way to do it it's the only gotta, way to survive so spoiler alert if you come into my life I'm going to assume you're racist until you prove otherwise, because yep. frankly, I don't got the energy to be doing research yep, I'm into not, that I'm shit. I'm not doing okay? anything else. You're no. racist until you can really show me that you're not. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how I got there from uh, Matt Gates, but fuck that dude. I hope he goes to prison for a long time. He's, better. He's a fucking predator. He's a and, horrible predator. Like, oh, and also like his whole, the whole, I have a problem one with how some people on the left will talk about Matt Gates and his son, quotation marks, because they make these weird, almost homophobic like jokes. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, we can call him out for being a piece of shit and possibly having like a young male lover without being homophobic. Exactly. Like, it, exactly. It, you know, like that, that always has bothered me. I don't know how to like, talk about Matt Gates and Nestor other than that ain't his son. His, that guy has a dad. Matt Gates, you have a, a weird obsession with like younger people and you should probably go to prison. Fuck you, Absolutely. get out of Congress. Yep. <laughs> this has been my TED talk. <laughs> uh, in other news, Georgia is terrible, I guess. I don't know. I feel bad for Stacey Abrams because oh, uh, she loves that state so much. Like she's even bummed about the all-star game getting pulled from there. Um, but she understands, like she had a good statement on it. Uh, Cause I was like, Oh, Stacey, you love Georgia. God, you want to make that state better. Um, but you know, they have their new voting laws. And so this is how it limits voting just for all of you to understand. And this is from the Washington post because I think there's a lot of information out there and it's hard to sometimes like break it down. So how the new law limits voting, it shrinks the window for voters to request mail ballots. Counties and the state can send mail ballot applications only to voters who request them as opposed to simply sending every registered voter a ballot application. New voter ID requirements. So your voters who cast mail ballots will have to provide one of several forms of identification a limit on the number of ballot drop boxes during early voting, shortened early voting and runoff elections. State lawmakers get much more power over county and local elections and Republicans have decisive majorities in both the state Senate and the state house. So the law states, and this is a big one, I think, the law states that the General Assembly will select the chair of the state elections board rather than the board being chaired by the Georgia Secretary of State, which is an elected position. The chair is supposed to be nonpartisan. So that's not going to happen. The state election board can investigate county election boards and has the power to suspend county election superintendents, though the law limits the state board to suspending four at a time. It also has a ban on handing out food and water within 150 feet of a polling place or within 25 feet of any voter. Now it does expand some voting stuff. A minimum number of drop boxes is guaranteed. So that's good, I guess. An additional day of early voting in most rural counties. 
more resources for precincts so lines don't get too long, but they just should have more precincts. I think that's I, I just don't trust them though, because I'm I like, <laughs> which precincts are going to be getting the help? Like, is it the suburban like exactly. Cobb County or exactly. is it going to be where Flatbush is? Like, exactly. That's where I'm like, they're still going to mess it up. Uh, what didn't make it into the bill was a block on Sunday voting. Uh, there was an early proposal for that. Um, Cause they, a lot of black churches do souls to the polls on Sunday. So they did not uh, block that. And then a ban on no excuse absentee voting. So they, it passed uh, the Senate a few weeks ago, um, but it wasn't uniformly agreed upon. So that's out and that's good. Cause those were the two things I thought had still made it into the bill. Um, however, it's still not great. So we have corporations speaking out, Delta, Coca-Cola, um, Mitch McConnell actually came out today and was like, corporations shouldn't try to get involved in politics, mind you, <laughs> in 2010 with the Citizens United like court case or whatever, which basically said corporations are people and should be able to give as much money as they want to politicians. So, and Republicans love big business, but the minute they're on the opposite side, now Mitch Whoa, McConnell guys. Whoa. 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 You're being taken over by the woke politician, politics, blah, blah, blah. Shut up, Mitch McConnell. So, Georgia. Turtle faced bitch. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. So, there's Georgia, the Georgia voting in a nutshell. I just don't understand. <laughs> well, actually, I do understand. I mean, I get it. Uh, they they hate black people. They hate black people. want them to vote. Uh, yeah, it's actually very simple to understand. However, uh, for the sake of this uh, conversation, I just mm -hmm. don't understand how they can claim to be the party of, you know, one everybody of the little guy, one everybody to hear their voice. Black people make up thirteen percent of this country. We, we're the little guy. We're the little guy. You should want to hear our voice. And all we want to do is vote. It's pretty damning to me. And it should be if they had any kind of integrity or any kind of soul and looked in the mirror and said to themselves, we got to do all of this just to stay in power. Exactly. Maybe we, sh maybe we shouldn't be in power. Right? Maybe like, we should change some of our thinking and plans because clearly if we have to essentially cheat <laughs> yeah. to win then maybe you shouldn't win anymore maybe that's it we can win guys all we have to do is make sure every black county can't vote <laughs> like it's it is infuriating it's infuriating and especially because i'll see these memes of like lines outside to like get a Popeye's chicken sandwich or get a pair of Jordans and they're like well I wish black people voted like this you know blah 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 and I'm like oh black people try to vote but bitches like Brian Kemp they make that impossible they make it impossible when you have counties in what Texas where it's predominantly black and brown communities and there's one polling place one place that everybody can vote in one district or whatever, that's 
voter Criminal. suppression. This is terrible. And this is, they do it in Kentucky. Kentucky's doing the same thing. And that's why Mitch McConnell's bitch ass keeps winning. They, every, like, this is, you, there are no red states. Like, this is just it now. Yeah. I'm 100% convinced of this. There are not red states. There's just voter suppression states. Yeah. This is what we are seeing. And fucking conservatives love that shit because they know that this is the only way they are going to have any sort of power. Just make it impossible for people, poor people, black people, brown people to vote. This is it. This is how we win. But I will say that if this had to happen, I'm glad that it is Georgia because Stacey Abrams, like she's thinking like three steps ahead. And it's not fair to put all of this like work on Stacey Abrams to like come up with a solution for. I get it. But at the same time, she's probably the one who's thought about this the most and yeah. probably has the best idea to it's it's kind of like the what uh the was it the little miss flint like <clears throat> she shouldn't have to do all this work mm -hmm. but i'm glad she's here to do that work yep absolutely so we gotta support and lift her up any way we can because god Ooh. damn they are making her job hard they really are yes and ooh, next gubernatorial race, baby. I hope she whoops Brian Kemp's monkey ass. Me too. That racist. He just talks, and I'm like, he's racist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Every time he speaks, I'm like, mm -mm. he walks like a racist. He got yeah, he, he, he got that foghorn leghorn like down south. <laughs> I grew up in Mississippi. I, I've seen that walk before. I, I was know like, exactly what you're talking about. I'm like racist. <laughs> he, he drops the n word with the hard <laughs> er. Okay. <laughs> Like stand clear of him because that'd be racist. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, in other awful news, the uh, the Derek. I don't even know how to say his last name, and frankly, I don't care how to how I say his last name. Derek Shitface, uh, the cop who uh, killed George Floyd. His trial is going on right now. I've tried to avoid it, to be honest with you, because it. I don't have high hopes because you know America. Yep. Um, but I did catch up a little bit on it and I don't know why I did because I got sufficiently angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't been, I'm doing the same thing. I think it's, and I think a lot of people are doing the same thing as us. It's just kind of like, oh, it will pop up on the news or on Twitter a little bit. And I might like see something, but I'm like, he, is he actually, he's not going to get, he's not going to be found guilty. I don't like, this is just welcome to America. We all saw it. We all witnessed it. You hear the stories of the witnesses, um, all who did a very good job. I thought, Oh God, yes. Um, very good job. Like the one guy where he was just like, you're not, basically you're not painting me as an angry black man. I like, love that guy. He, and he was so, so in control of his emotions. And cause so I, I would have been crying and screaming. <laughs> they were like, ma'am, I would have had to have been restrained because I'd have been coming after that process, that uh, yeah. defense attorney, because he's like, well, uh, were you angry? Bitch, he's not the, I'm getting angry right now. Bitch, he is, he's not the one that's on trial. Why are you questioning him? Yeah. Like, you should be talking to that shit stain you got sitting in a seat right there. Okay. Oh. Right? There was yeah. the, like the EMT or somebody, one of them, I think it was an EMT or just a woman that was standing there. I don't remember. And they were like, oh, you seemed, you were so upset. And she was like, well, have you ever watched anybody get killed? Cause it's really upsetting. 
And I was like, let them fucking know. I was yes. just like, let them know. And just everybody just being like, we watched a person get killed. And now you're trying to make it seem like we're the problem. Like, absolutely not. We watched a person get murdered in the street and we can't do anything about it. Where, you know, the, like somebody called the police on the police and it's like I'm watching somebody get killed and like, what do you do? And you can't jump in if, yeah. it, you know, if it was anybody else kneeling on somebody's neck in those moments, everybody would have jumped in and done something, but you can't do that when it's police officers, because then you get arrested or shot and killed or mm -hmm. murdered in the street as well. And it's just, it's terrible. Yeah. And it, it wasn't just this shit stain that was, you know, like stopping, you know, um, anybody from, you know, getting involved. There were three other cops there mm -hmm. and they're controlling the crowd, uh, controlling yeah. in quotation marks. Basically, they're uh, hindering a rescue mission in my eyes. Yep. Um, there was the kid who was the cashier that thought it might mm -hmm. be a fake 20. Like, I felt so bad for him because he was I like, know. dude, just take it out of my check. Like, it's not that big a deal. I don't want to, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. And he's just like, what if I hadn't said anything? And oh my God, like the what ifs has to be killing this it's guy. Killing him. I remember him being like, I just feel guilty because we none of this would have happened. And it's like, that's not fair. You're just doing his job. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a like, 17 year old kid working at a, a convenience kid. store. Like, yeah. come on. And then there's like the older guy who, oh my God, that <sighs> one broke, broke my down. heart. Oh. Like, oh my God. Like it, I swear to God. <laughs> Yeah, they have they have to do something. They, even the police chief testified today. Yeah. Um, let's see. He said that there's a there is an initial reasonableness in trying to get him under control in the first few seconds. But once there was no longer any resistance and clearly when Mr. Floyd was no longer responsive to continue to apply that level of force to a person proned out, handcuffed behind their back. That in no way, shape, or form is anything by policy. It's not a part of our training, and it's certainly not a part of our ethics or our values. I would disagree with that, but I you know, whatever. That, but... The action is not de-escalation. And we talk about the framework of our sanctity of life, and we talk about principles and values we have. That action goes contrary to what we are talking about. That's from the chief of police. Now. Who are we gonna believe? Like you got EMTs, yep. you've got video, you've yep. got people on the street. A 911 operator saying she's getting like multiple calls on the police. Yep. I, I don't even know why we need a trial. <laughs> right? I know. It's just it seems so cut and dry. It's open and shut. And people were even saying that, like. This right here, the, especially the testimony from the chief of police, it was like in any other case like this, it would have been, that would have been it, done. Mm -hmm. And it's just because this is America and people worship police officers and hate black people. Like we all know how this is gonna turn out. I mean, it's just, and even if he does go to jail, what's it gonna be? Some kind of like manslaughter charge yeah. or something like gonna be like two years maybe that's May it yeah and it's uh, it's i was i remember having the same feeling during the trayvon martin trial yep like 
this is too cut and dry. It's mm-hmm. and no matter what happens, I'm gonna end up angry and pissed off because yep. they're just gonna let him get away with it. Yeah. And that was just a dude, not a cop. So yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <sighs> so we shall see. We shall see. I mean, I think we already all know, but we'll see. Hopefully we will be wrong. Um, I will, I guess we can go to some happy news though. So (laughs) (laughs) some of, uh, Donald Trump's supporters are, they're a little, they're a little peeved at Mr. Trump. They're a little pissy. And it's funny to me because they're shitty people and I'm glad that they got conned. How did they get, (laughs) how did they get conned? You may ask. Well, when Donald Trump was getting his monkey ass whooped uh, in the fundraising department, this was before he got his monkey ass whooped on election day. Yeah. Uh, he put up, put out a little campaign drive, you know, donate some money, blah, blah, blah. And there was a little box that said, you know, make this a recurring monthly donation. And it was automatically checked. Okay, that that seems like something that happens quite a bit, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, then they added a second box that was also automatically checked. And oh. then they changed that from monthly to weekly. <laughs> so around September, uh, one Trump supporter talked about how he was living on a fixed income of less than $1,000 a month, but he intended to donate to the campaign, he ended up having $3,000 taken out of his account. Another donor thought he was contributing $990, ended up shelling out close to $8,000. And while, (laughs) look, anytime, you know, there's some kind of financial problems like that especially during these times you know my heart usually goes yeah. out <laughs> uh not 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 this time not to these guys you you, you are donating your money to a con a con artist yes a racist yep a sexist any a kind of ist ist he is most ists he checks that box um and you don't got to uncheck that one. He just nope. is that. He's he's a is. He's all of it. <laughs> he's all this. I don't care if you lose your life savings. I don't. No, I In don't fact, really have any sympathy. I'm happy. There. <laughs> there. I it's don't like, want to surprise when we all told you over and over and over again that this person was a horrible monster who doesn't care about you and is scamming your ass when they were like raising all the money for the legal fees or whatever and it was like none of it went to that or whatever and just it's like come on you knew this stuff was gonna happen this man plays people he plays them for all they're worth and he got your ass and that's what you get you wanted him you you worship him like a fucking god and this is what you get these are the dues you have to pay if you worship a monster. If you, like the old saying goes, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Okay. <laughs> like like, this is it. Yeah. All your money's gone. What are you going to do? 
And I'm glad that it is gone. Oh, baby, am I glad it yep. is gone. <laughs> yep. Because now you're just going to be another person who's, what is, will they always be like, oh, they're just taking handouts and they don't get no jobs and blah, 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 blah. It's like, welcome. And I would be somebody who would have to help you sign up for your benefits. <laughs> like that's, that's, I would know how to do like, here, let me help you. <laughs> this is how you get your, your SSI checks. <laughs> Let's sign you up. You fucking leech. <laughs> if you pulled yourself up by your bootstraps, <laughs> maybe if you people went out and got jobs, you wouldn't have to depend on the government to yeah, take care of you. I just want my tax money to go to, to paying for all your children and all this shit. <laughs> like, well, what you get. God, fuck those people. <laughs> I, don't give a, I don't care at all. I'm like, no, no. that sucks. You should be smarter and not vote for horrible people. Yeah, I generally like to think I'm a fairly empathetic person, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, um, not in this case. And it's because it's because they wouldn't give a shit about us, and like that's what always gets me. There's like, I have to like go on a Megan Kelly rant for a second because oh, I hate bring her. it on. I fucking hate her, and she all she always she's racist, she's terrible, and it's like here's the thing when all her sexual harassment stuff came out and I was like, she doesn't deserve that. That's terrible. But the thing is, is that if something like that happened to me, Megyn Kelly would never have my back. And it's like, so anything that bad outside of the sexual harassment stuff, cause like nobody deserves that shit. It's just like, I don't care what happens to Megyn Kelly because she would never, she would think I'm a piece of shit. That's just some black bitch trying to game the system and blah, 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 blah. And I'm lazy or whatever. That's what Megyn Kelly is. And so to me, it's like that same idea of like, why you would never care about me. Like I'm more inclined to help you do whatever, even though you are constantly wishing for my failure. Like this is all you want is for me to fail and not exist because I'm a black woman. So like, fuck you, fuck them. I don't care. This is just how I feel. I don't care. I, I feel like a Batman. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill you. But I'm not gonna save you either. I'm not gonna save you. Like, yeah. When all that was happening with her, like before, I remember when that uh, the teenage girl in I believe it was Mesquite, Texas, at the pool party got yeah uh, got yep. slammed by the slammed cops. by the cop. And she, well, she's no angel. And like, yep. uh, bitch, she's 16 years old and in a bikini. Like she's a fucking child. She's what a child in a swimsuit? In a swimsuit. Boo probably fell out. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, so when she was getting like you know out the paint because of you know her sexual harassment stuff, I was like, I'm not gonna say she deserves it, but no. I'm not about to defend her. I I'm mean, that's just her. that just it, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, maybe I got some more growing to do, but no, but like I, I haven't it, gotten to like, that point. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, you don't deserve that like nobody deserves that but as you can tell i'm saying no one deserves that where if I, again like if it was me she would probably say like i did something wrong i dressed a certain way mm -hmm. i shouldn't have been doing xyz because she's that type of person she will throw everybody under the bus and she's one of those people like she doesn't understand it until it directly impacts her life right oh she can't put herself in anybody else's shoes unless she directly experiences it which we could go on and on because I have a lot of feelings about that whole subject, <laughs> like oh, yeah. that whole thing of like, 
and that's Megyn Kelly, like, and yeah. that's these Trump folks, like, oh, now yeah. it's happening to you and I'm supposed to care? But, yeah. like, if this happened to anybody else, anybody else needs help, you're like, fuck you, you're lazy. And it's it, like, <laughs> you got it's like <laughs> They love to use the term snowflake, mm-hmm. and they're the most, like, precious angels who <sighs> catch the vapors the at the slightest, like, wind that comes through there, and they just fall on the fading couch. Like, it's... Yeah. I remember people got upset at uh, the Trump campaign when they used a picture of uh, Joe Biden sitting down on a bench and they were like basically calling like, oh, look at him, he's sleepy Joe, blah, 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 blah. And he was at his son's grave saying a prayer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you people are fucking ghouls. Like- You're monsters. This man had to, he's had to bury multiple children. Yeah. And he's saying a prayer and you use that in politics. And I remember um, it was this announcer from CNN. She basically talked about, tweeted like, damn, Baron Trump is super tall now. That was it. That was the extent of what she said. And they were Mm -hmm. like, you got to leave children out of this. This is is what the left does and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, just a minute ago, (laughs) you were mocking this man who's more who's still in mourning over his child over his child he's lost two children he has another one who struggled with addiction forever like but y'all but now we say that <laughs> baron trump's tall and we're monsters like calm down i yeah. they are the worst they're such hypocrites. so yeah and i know I, that there are a lot of hypocrites on the democrat side as well but like it just ugh, it's ugh. it's such like blatant hypocrisy yeah like that Mm. (laughs) 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 infuriating it is it really is (laughs) and that's the world Uh, that time again mm. be happy lovely times to talk about who can get it this week oh yes i'm i'm very happy that this time because I, ne- I need this this happiness yes the joy that this this segment brings us Absolutely. sterling who can get it this week so my i'm gonna i'm gonna have two separate things here so i have my winner and this goes out to uh John Slattery. So he is on, he was in uh, Mad Men. He played uh, uh, Roger Sterling. Uh, he was in, the first time I fell in love with him was on this show called Homefront from the early 90s. Um, I just saw him in an episode. I'm rewatching that show Becker with Ted Danson. <laughs> I love that show. Right, right. <laughs> it's on like Pluto TV or some crap. I loved it. And it's, it's, it's actually pretty good. He was on an episode of that and I was like, God, he was, he's just been a good looking man forever. I just love him. I love him to death. I will. He, he's, he is a number one for life in my top five forever. So I was like, shout out to John Slattery. He can definitely get it. He's been able to get it since I was very young. So before I knew what can getting it meant, I was like, I like that man. Like I kind of want to kiss his face and I don't really know what this means. Um, 
now I do and he can definitely get it <laughs> my runner up is not actually for me this one goes out to hater soda himself the Wogatu Adam Wogan our good friend who texted me the other day and said how is Dua Lipa not on your can get it list every week <laughs> He said, I just rewatched the Grammy show. <laughs> <laughs> so, runner up for Wogan, Dua Lipa. She is, a, she is a babe. I will not lie. She definitely can get it. She, she is very, very beautiful. Uh, so, yes, that one is for you, Adam. That, that is fantastic that he actually sat down and watched the Grammys. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and then rewatched her performance. <laughs> that is fantastic. Uh, my runner-up this week is uh, head coach of the Arizona women's basketball team, Adia Barnes. Nice. Um, obviously, great coach. Got him all the way to the championship game. But the moment where I said she can get it was... <laughs> They cut to her like talking to her players in the huddle after they pulled this big upset. And she's just dropping F-bombs and throwing middle fingers like, yeah, fuck these haters. Like they didn't believe in you kind of deal. And I was like, I dig it. I'm dig down. It. And then when they asked her like, you know, do you want to apologize? And she was like, no, you caught me in a private moment with my team and I do it again. I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> That's amazing. And now my winner this week, with apologies to Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was watching uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I mean, I feel like this should be a, a, a slap in the face to Elizabeth Olsen because I was watching another Marvel show. Right. And I'm, I'm giving somebody else that can get it. But uh, Emily Van Camp, a.k.a. Uh, young Sharon Carter. Yeah. Okay. Out there, she okay. came out there. She was beating the hell out of people, uh, breaking necks. Oh, just, just oh yeah, she beat the hell out of people. She killed like eight guards. It was fantastic. Uh, very pretty lady. Yeah. Also very dangerous. Uh, nice. So I was we like, like, yeah, it. it's a good mix. It's a good mix. I dig it. I'm down. I like it. <laughs> so you know, sorry Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, maybe you know, maybe week. maybe next week. It could be your week next week. <laughs> Well, this has been another episode, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye.